two hours of talk with the bear live from state line restaurant join krod for dinner and conversation with the bear for the next two hours get into the mind of don haskins brought to you by ebt management company howdy's el paso electric land america lawyers title of el paso mccrory's pharmacy prices creameries radisson el paso airport the rental network and time warner cable and now live from the state line here are your hosts steve kaplowitz and don haskins and welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Don Haskins Show. For the next two hours, plenty to talk about from the State Line Restaurant here at 1222 Sunland Park Drive. Matter of fact, if you're heading down Sunland Park, just past Donovan, and you will see the State Line, home of the legendary barbecue, off to your left. Come on down and join us tonight, folks. We're out here on the patio, and we are going to be sticking around till 8 o'clock with some great giveaways. Great show as well today. Butch Henry will join us in hour number one. Minor Athletic Director Bob Stoll in hour number two. And, Coach, uh, good to see you. How you doing? You know, uh, Steve, I've been wondering, you know, when this first comes on, they say get in the mind yes. of Don Haskins. Yes. I don't know about that. What do you – how most, would you describe time, that? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't – but uh, getting in my mind? Yeah. I'm not sure I got one. Oh, I think there's, <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's a little something left, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, I would wonder what it would be like to be inside your head for, for a couple of hours. What do you think? You think about that for a little while. I might have to think about that for a week. <laughs> Butch, how you doing? I'm good, Coach. God, how are yeah. you? What a, what a great season you had. Thank you. I was watched. You know, I don't get to go to games because I can't get in and out of there. But... Uh, uh, <clears throat> I listened to a lot of games, a lot of games on the radio, and we had a couple of your guys on the show. Uh, first baseman and pitcher, uh, Walt. He remembers Walter yeah. Olmstead and, and uh, uh, Robbie Walkman. Ro- Robbie, uh huh. Yeah. Are they both going to be back next year? Actually, uh, Robbie Walkman had his wife had a child about uh, the last quarter of the season, and he decided to uh, to go home, um, which was sad for me because Robbie was was not only one of my players but uh, he and I had gotten very close uh, I had him in the Cincinnati Reds organization and uh, you know it wasn't a wasn't a happy time when he made that decision but uh, when Walt, you when you say go home you mean he's not gonna play anymore I think he yes he, he hung up his spikes no. so to speak he's what he's, a nice young man he was uh, I know Steve and I uh, uh, you know we had it we had a great night with them and uh, they signed a lot of autographs that night. Walter Walter Olmstead is a uh, is a, a quality individual as well. He uh, is just just absolutely one of the best best young men that uh, you could ever want to want to meet and have as a as a player. Also, seemed like just a nice person. When we went Walter, the first thing we thought of this, this is just a genuine nice guy. Likes people, likes being around the fans, and obviously uh, one of your big uh, one of your big uh, producers this uh, this season offensively well if, if uh, he hadn't hadn't hit in the five hole because of uh, Camacho and uh, Jorge Alvarez he probably would have led the league in almost every category how many home runs he hit this year you know what he didn't he didn't hit that many I believe he had 11 but yeah. uh, again you know hitting in the five hole it's it's a little little different when you're when you're having to protect a you know a, a Camacho and he, he if he's if he's hitting in a in a better better position, you know the three or four hole. I yeah. think I think those numbers are are quite a bit more inflated. Talk about that. Talk about how a power hitter in in the three or four could 
probably end up with, with five to ten more home runs on the season than if somebody's in the, uh, f- in the five or six position. Well, it's, you know, RBIs and, and you know, different pitches. You get, you get into positions where, where people are on base and, and, you know, pitchers have to make pitches. And uh, you, get, you get to see a lot more, you know, hittable pitches in those. In those I mean, just look at Jorge hitting in the three-hole. That guy, yep. I mean, he, although with Jorge it didn't matter what they threw up there, he hit it. He hit stuff over his head and <laughs> things that bounced. Uh, you know, he was, he's just an incredible hitter. Well, one thing's for certain. It was a dream season, I, I think, for the Diablo fans, getting a chance to taste the postseason and, and coming about as close uh, to uh, advancing to the uh, championships of the American Association playoffs as you're going to get. Man, if, if, <laughs> if I had it all to do over again, I, I still would say the same thing, and I, I would tell anybody that wanted to listen that I would be very surprised if Fort Worth would take take three games in a row from us up there, but they sure did. Uh, you know, they, they the the organization itself did a lot of things to uh, take our our rhythm away, take the wind out of our sails. Um, you know, I, I'll still tell anybody that wants to listen. Had we not been rained out that that Thursday night, we would we would have gone on to St. Paul. But uh, you know, it just it, it wasn't to be, and that's you know the way the way the the ball bounces. Uh, you know, you look at it from a from a did we succeed or did we fail standpoint, and you know, from a my standpoint, I, I think we failed because we didn't get to where we wanted to be. But in a grand scheme of things, we absolutely succeeded because you know we had an incredible season from start to finish. You I did. Think. Go but, ahead, coach. But uh, I, I know uh, when this year started, I just had no idea that this baseball team was going to develop. Like they did, you got off to a great start. And I want to ask you a little about about the travel. I, I, tell tell us all the places you had to go. Do, do you fly to those places? We we fly. You know, we're fortunate in uh, in uh, I've got very good ownership, and uh, you know, Matt LeBranch, our general manager, does everything in his power to uh, you know make us as comfortable as possible, and. Uh, we do we do fly on on certain road trips if if it's uh, you know quite a bit further than I mean I think our longest bus trip we we did bus home from Pensacola this year but it was you um. know beyond everybody's control that was a, the best way we could do it I think it was about 22 or 23 hours mm-hmm. on a bus um, typical you know trips like that we're we're flying it was just a an aberration that we couldn't get around and we had to bus home. Um, Normal trips, I think our longest bus trip we have is about, about 13 hours. Where was that? Coastal Bend Coastal and, Bend. and Shreveport are about the same, yeah. 12 and a half, 13 hours. Are those tough for you? But I guess you're probably used to it, having spent uh, time in the Reds organization as a pitching coach. And even before your big league career, I mean, you guys probably bust a little bit more when you were in the minor leagues, didn't you? Well, you, it's, it's, you, get it, you get it instilled in your, you know, in your mind and in your body that, that – you know, you're going to be on a bus, and it's it's just it's part of what I do. It's not it's not a bad thing. In fact, the the reality is when when the season's over, I actually I actually miss getting on a bus and going somewhere. At, do you really? To an extent, yeah. yeah. There there comes that point where you're you're going. God, I, I got to go somewhere. I don't think I get. <laughs> you don't think you can miss that? No, no. Did I you ever bus to? Did you ever bus to Albuquerque for those New Mexico UTEP oh, basketball yeah, games? Oh yeah, but see, we're talking about 270 miles. Yeah. 
But, you know, that's not bad. Yeah, you can have a bus for 13 hours. And if you won, it was easy trip home. If you lost, a lot longer. <laughs> Longest bus trip you ever had with the Texas Western? Did you guys ever bus in well, the 60s? Well, it wasn't in Seattle, like the movie said. Um, I remember a couple of my first get. You know, we played Iowa State, Tulsa, and Oklahoma State. We were flying. But a little later in the year, we went over and played uh, Hardin-Simmons, who was in the border, border conference there. Yeah. And uh, we went by. Went by bus. Uh, we didn't bus. I think we went in cars. I don't oh, okay. remember. That's not bad. No. Not no, bad that's, that's no. bad. <laughs> but but uh, uh, when Butch was, was with the Red Sox, they didn't bus. No. No, <laughs> no we didn't bus. But, uh, no, I'd much rather be on a bus than in a, in a vehicle, a car. We had, uh, we had a trip up to uh, Sioux Falls and... Uh, uh, St. Joe, where we flew into, uh, I believe, Lincoln, Nebraska, and they rented us vans. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the College World Series was going on, and there was not a 15-passenger van to be had. So we got five seven-passenger vans, and uh, I had to drive, three players had to drive, and, a, and the coach had to, uh, Ryan Madrano, my third base mm-hmm. coach, had to drive. And to drive from St. Joe after a game when you're tired is, I wouldn't, I'd yeah, rather would. be on a bus where I can go to sleep and let the driver worry about it. I hear that. All right, let's take our first um, break. When we come back, we'll, we'll continue with more. Butch Henry uh, joining us right now, our first hour guest here at the State Line Restaurant. Come on down, folks, and see us. We're at 1222 Sunland Park Drive. Again, if you've never been to the State Line, just take Sunland Park past Donovan. You will see the State Line on your left side, and we've had a great show today. Butch will be joining us till 7, Bob Stoll 7 to 8. And again, we're giving away some great prizes, including those uh, 350-yard line tickets for the Miners in East Carolina. So come on down and see us as we'll be back on News Radio. It's AM 600 KROD. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue from the State Line Restaurant, it is more of the Don Haskins Show. You want to get into the program right now with our guest here in hour number one, Butch Henry, manager of the El Paso Diablos, 880-5763, 880-KROD. We'd love to hear from you between now and uh, 8 o'clock when we wrap things up. Coach, before we uh, move on in the discussion, I uh, understand that you did have some uh, bus driving experience, didn't you? Yeah, I had a little experience uh, driving the bus. Butch never had to do this. Let me hear this story. Well, when I was at Benjamin, you know, this little town at 230? Yeah. I was not only the principal, six-man football coach, girls basketball coach, but we went on all trips, and I drove the bus. (laughs) With one eye in the mirror, because I had the boys on one side and the girls on the other. But uh, I drove a school bus the first five years that I coached. And when I got to Dumas, I really moved up, because... uh, all I had was basketball and didn't have to drive a bus. That's good. You know why? Why is I that? I didn't drive a bus. Why? Because I didn't go to college very often. <laughs> I played pool. <laughs> so you got to go. So you and every time I'd hit it. a damn bump, I'd think of that. <laughs> Do you enjoy but, driving that bus with those school oh, kids in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of fun. I'm sure you know, I'm not talking about <laughs> just driving it on trips. Two and a half more hours in the morning. Yeah. Two and a half hours in the evening. Oh, so you had to drive kids to and from school. Oh, yeah. I made $400 a year. 
what? You made how much a year? 400. Well, you've come a long way since those days. Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I ought to get me a bus driving job. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, we we talked Thank about you. we talked about uh, the Diablos and, and and the outstanding season. Um, has it been? Was it a difficult transition moving from pitching coach to manager? Absolutely, and I'll I'll tell you right now that uh, you know being a pitcher, you have a, a grasp on certain areas of the game, and there are other areas that uh, you know you, you, you learn. And yeah. you know I told the, I told the guys immediately that you know I'm going to be learning just as much as you guys are. So you know I'm I'm not going to be perfect. Uh, you know one guy that that has really helped me through the whole process was was my third base coach Ryan Madrano. Um, being a position player, you know, he uh, he has, you know, the grasp on that side of the game that I, as a pitcher, did not. You know, he played, you know, four or five years in, in the Mariners and the Reds organization, and, uh, you know, he, he was invaluable to me this year and, uh, well, the, the end of last year, too. Yeah. You know, when, when, when I need an observation or something, he's typically he's there with, with you know, if, if I miss something, he doesn't. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's very good at what he does. Uh, Butch, I wanted to ask you a question. Maybe, maybe you would want to answer this, maybe not. And and if you don't answer it, I will. But uh, what do you think about this Joe Joe Torrey thing? I the, the reality is, I think if if Steinbrenner and I I think he opened his mouth a little little early in the in the fray. But if they if they fire Joe Torrey, I I I would tend to believe that. The Yankees are going to go downhill. I think they're going to be on a on a downward swing. You, you know, I heard one of the players the other day on TV say, you know, Joe didn't pitch for us, and he didn't hit for us. And, uh, uh, you know, A-Rod had oh, a horrible series. He finally hit a home run when they're three or four runs behind. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like coaching anything. You sit over there and you know, the worst feeling you can have, like in a basketball game, is have everybody jumping up and down in the dressing room and all that, and they come out flat. They're not ready to play. And, and uh, I think baseball, you play so many games. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how that works. I played a little baseball, and I, I, I guess it's different. But the response that I hear, um, well, I'm not a Steinbrenner fan. First off, I'm not a Jerry Jones fan. So uh, uh, I think uh, he ought to hire a manager and let him go. Uh, uh, but but you know yourself this year you had a great year because your players, you know, you had some players have a good year. And I think any time a guy coaches or, or mani manages like yourself, Everything is – you can't go up there and hit for a guy, and you can't pitch for him. And all you can try to do is stay with him and try to get him better. Well, what you – what for me, what, what helped me was, you know, the, the, the guys learned early on that I was not um, – I was not upset with, with failure. And – you know, failure is, is something that's going to happen. You know, the, the reality is if these guys were perfect at what they did, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be here in El Paso, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, 
you know, I, I accepted the failure as long as they worked at, at getting better. And, and, you know, they responded to that. And as far as, as, far as you know, Steinbrenner's concerned and, and, you know, micromanagement is not, not good. And I, I, think, I think as an owner, I think he ought to be an owner and, and let the guys that manage, manage. Um, it, it may be a way in my mind for uh, Mattingly to get in. I, I think he's probably, if they do let Tory go, I think he's going to be the, the next guy in line. Um, and I, I probably think it's probably might be a good fit. But uh, I hate five-game series. I'll be honest with you. And, and there, there's so much luck involved in a five-game oh series. Yeah. Um, momentum, you know, the, the, a ball drops here, a ball drops there. Um, I am I am so not a fan of the of the short series. Um, I think every every playoff series in in every league in baseball should be seven seven games. And uh, I agree. It's just a it's just a you know you 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 catch a break or you you don't catch a break and it could yeah. it could be the difference. Eight eight zero five seven six three. 880-5763, our telephone number as we continue. Let me uh, take a phone call right now. We've got uh, Kurt standing by from the west side of town. Kurt, thanks for the phone call. You're up on the Don Haskins Show with Butch Henry. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Hi, Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Good. Hi. Um, actually, uh, Coach Haskins, I, I heard what you just said about, uh, you know, about baseball. The manager doesn't, you know, he, and you're, you're correct. He doesn't hit. He doesn't pitch. But he's the one that makes the decisions. As a head coach, you know, I know you know that, Butch, you know that. But I believe that the decisions, a lot of decisions that Tory made this year were absolutely brutal. Tory is, he, he coaches, to me, he coaches with his heart and not his head because he's loyal to his players. When the season was over, they interviewed Andy Pettit, and Andy Pettit said the same thing, that Joe Tory was loyal to his players. And, and to me, that means not guys like, like like a Jason Giambi or an Alex Rodriguez, he's he's loyal to the guys like like Jeter and Posada, all these guys that that want to stay and you know are more or less threatening that they if he goes they want to go. And Butch, what I want to ask you was, um, I know you're coaching the Diablos now, but do you think that there may be a chance that you may get a shot at the major league sometime? And if you do, please go to the Yankees. <laughs> well, that uh, that would be nice, and and honestly, Kurt, the 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 truth of the matter is that uh, I I did have aspirations at one point of of trying to get back into affiliated ball as a as a pitching coach, not as a manager. Um, and lo and behold, uh, this last summer, my my wife turns up pregnant, and. Uh, we're going to have our, our third child, and you know what? At, at this stage of the game, I'm, I'm not willing to uh, – I miss so much of my, my families, my, my two kids that I have now growing up, you know, being gone and everything. Um, Thad Steele at TNT Staff Management here in El Paso has, uh, has me doing a, a job for him, and, uh, you know, they're great with me, and the Diablos, as long as they're uh, – you know, as long as they're they're here and in the American Association and give me a job, I I don't have any, I don't have any desire to go back up into that into that rat race and the microscope and you know the the game is, the game at this level is is for me it's it's what baseball should be all about. It's it's a bunch of guys playing the game because they love to play the game. It's not about money, 
It's it's not about you know getting to the big leagues and and getting endorsements and getting free stuff and and you know being on a baseball card. These these guys are playing the game because they they love the game and for me that's what it's all about. I I I'm happy here. And and I agree with you, but unfortunately there's not too many guys in the game that are like that. That you know they they want they want the endorsements they want the money. You know I mean I when I lived down in the Tampa area. I was uh, had a good acquaintance with Ray Boggs, and you know he was he was the same way. I mean he he loved it for the game, and he's one guy that I truly believe that when he said it wasn't about the money, it really wasn't about the money. However, he did tell me that he was on his way to Miami to do a boat endorsement where the guy was giving him a free boat as his pay. <laughs> so <laughs> you know I, I don't know, but you know. Just like they say on TV, just like when Clemens came back and it's $28 million and he says, oh, it's not about the money. Come on, man. You know, $28 million, it's, it's got to be about the money. You mean to tell me Clemens would have came back and pitched for a measly million dollars, more or less? I don't think so. I, I don't know, but uh, I, I again, here's there's another situation where, where I disagree with wholeheartedly. I You know, I like Roger. I think he's a good guy, but, uh, you know, I, I, I hate him turning turning the game into a – into a lottery you know it's, right, it's exactly. a you know it's here i'm gonna sit out while everybody else is working and uh you know two and a half months into the season i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the highest bidder whoever whoever needs a you know a hired gun for the for the highest price i i think that's wrong i think it's it, it's a message that that the game is sending and i think it, it transcends into the the younger players the high school players the college players these days that um you know it's it's not about the game anymore and and it's about the money and it's 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 a shame, and I'll I'll tell you right now. One of the main one of the main perpetrators that that have turned the game the way the way they have is is uh, Scotty Boris. You know. Oh the, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just the agents, these these high powered agents, these people that uh, that try to manipulate the game to make to make more money and do do different things. Uh, Scotty Boris is one mm-hmm. of the one of the big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's just changed everything. Right, and I, you're right, and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not too much of a Boris fan. On the other side, I'm not too much of a Rosenhaus fan either. So, but you know, the, you're right. They, they've changed everything around in the sports. I mean, I don't know. You know, when when you played, I don't know if you had an agent or not. You know, but the agents nowadays, to me, it's 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 them. It's, it's what they can get. They, I, because I, I really don't think it's what, you know. I mean, I don't know if this really makes too much sense. It's, I don't think. Like guys like that, Boris don't care what A Rod makes. He cares about what he's going to make. Yeah, Kurt, I appreciate the call. Great job. Thanks, right, Kurt. Guys, thank you very much. Take Coach, care, Coach. I know you had um, a message for Kurt too. You wanted to say? No, I was going to ask Kurt. I guess he's already off in, in Butch. Um, I, I guess I'm on a Steinbrenner kick nowadays. But how many owners can you think of in the majors? See, being a baseball man, you might know him. But the everyday guy like me, he's the only one that ever gets his name in the paper and uh, messes with the team. Uh, all the time, guys get fired, and I, I don't go along with it. Uh, uh, they'll let this guy go, this guy go. I don't understand what it, what it helps. But how many owners would you know? It, it, it's an unfortunate reality that, that more and more I think you, you've got owners that, that are putting their hands in, in, the, you know, in the proverbial cookie jar in terms of trying to make decisions and, and not let the general managers. And, the, and it's funny because the owners make the moves and then 
when, when the moves backfire or don't work, the, the general managers and the managers, the field managers are the ones that get fired. And, yep. you know, it's, 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 it's sad, but it's, it's, I think it's becoming more of the norm. Um, yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Victor is joining us next as, sports, as uh, the Don Haskins Show continues from the State Line Restaurant. What's up, Victor? How are you? Hey, how you doing, guys? Oh, I just wanted to extend a little bit on the Yankee whole situation, and I wanted to end it with a question for Butch. But before I get that, before I get to that, I just wanted to see if um, you guys feel like the same way I feel. I just kind of felt that the Yankees are in need of some solid pitching or lack of um, throughout the season. I kind of think that towards the end they uh, played some lackluster teams, as they say, um, which kind of helped them get to where they got. Um, playing Tampa Bay a lot, playing some teams that obviously uh, needed help towards the end of the season. But um, I think we really showed that uh, the Yankees just need some solid pitching. I mean, some solid pitchers out there. You could get all the hitters you can during the off season, but you know, without pitching, I mean, you're just gonna be left out to dry. Yeah, and, Butch, and um, they, they did go with a veteran staff: Musina, Pettit, Clemens towards the end. And, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't have the, the young starters like, like the Phil Hughes and the Jabba Chamberlains and the Ian Kennedys really, I mean, they weren't reliable, I, I don't think, down the stretch like the veterans. Well, right. and I, I think that, that goes back to, uh, you know, again, us talking about, you know, you're, you're going to fire the field manager for the, uh, the team that, that Brian Cashman puts on the, you know. Yeah. Uh, Brian exactly Cashman. That. That's exactly my point. You know, Joe Torre doesn't go out and pick those coaches. I mean, the pitches, pitchers. And, um, you know, Roger Clemens was a gamble. And at his age, I mean, his physical, you know, being, you could tell, he's just, he's gained a lot of weight. And, I mean, that arm's got, you know, a lot of miles on it. Yeah, it does. But, um, What's your he, question, Victor? What's your question oh, okay. for Butch? Yeah, and I'll let you answer it off the, um, okay. off the air. But, but. Uh, if you were in the position this summer to do so and make some changes in that organization, what would you do? Interesting question. You <laughs> that, okay? That is, that is an interesting question. And Victor, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, and I, 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 I'm already hearing the booze, but I'm not a Yankee fan. I don't, I don't follow the Yankees. Um, what, what I would probably start doing is, is start, start a, a better uh, scouting program and a better, uh, you know. Uh, scouting department within the organization and, and start drafting better, you know, coming out of high school and college and start start creating some, uh, you know, some young studs, some young horses coming up through my system that I can develop, you know, where I'm not having to go out and pay $25 million to a, you know, a 38-year-old guy who's, you know, who's, you know, got eight years under his belt, 10 years, 12 years under his belt. You know, you're, you're basically, you're buying hired guns. You're, 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 you're living on borrowed time when you do that. Um, you know, look at the Rockies, for instance, with, with uh, I think they've got three or four 23- and 24-year-old pitchers on their staff right now, and they're just dealing. You yeah. know, it's a case where you, you just you, you start to you rebuild the Yankees from within. Yeah, very true. Victor, appreciate the call. Good questions and a good phone call. Ryan, I'll get to you uh, as soon as we come back from our next time out. Uh, we are live, folks, from the State Line Restaurant. More with Diablo's manager, Butch Henry, and later on, Bob Stoll will join us as we continue on News Radio KROD. K R O D.
Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, the Don Haskins Show coming your way live from the State Line Restaurant, 1222 Sunland Park Drive. Come on down, folks. And as I've uh, been mentioning earlier in the show, if you are in need for a little emergency, let the State Line take care of you with their barbecue emergency kit. Coach, listen to this. It's $11.99 plus tax per kit, minimum of four kits, but here's what it includes. Brisket, sausage, beef ribs, chicken, coleslaw, potato salad, Beans and bread. I've tried it. Have you? It's great. I'm not surprised. It's the barbecue emergency kit, folks. No order too big from the State Line restaurant. As we continue right now with former big leaguer, Diablo's manager, El Paso in uh, Butch Henry with us and getting some great phone calls today at 880-5763, 880-KROD. Let's keep them coming with Ryan from East El Paso. Ryan, thanks for the phone call. You're up next on the Don Haskins Show. Thanks for taking my call, Steve. Sure, Ryan. How you doing, Coach Haskins? Doing fine, Ryan. My question is for uh, Butch Henry. Couldn't stay could away, I, could you? And what I understand is that Butch is a golfer. Now, Butch, would you consider yourself to be a good golfer or a lucky golfer? I, you know, I'd, I'm not going to field this question. The, 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 the true answer is I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is somebody you know. This is, this is my third base coach. This is Ryan Madrano. Oh, okay, okay. Um, my my good friend. Why don't, why don't we just make a, <laughs> a a bet for a few quarters and go out and see? We, That's the best way to find it's out. It's already on. Oh, <laughs> Ryan, how would you describe your golf game compared to Butch's? Uh, very consistent. I don't rely on uh, uh, the the unfortunate. Uh, Issues of the other golfer that I'm playing, I just try to play him straight up. He gets rattled you know, very easily. He's, does he's, he? Yeah, oh, he's horrible. <laughs> hey, hey, Butch, I had a an experience that uh, I'll never forget. Uh, usually, you know, I played a lot of golf, and but I would never play till after recruiting was over. And uh, one day, I got a call from Luke Thompson up at the Coronado Country Club. He said, Coach, would you like to play golf today? And I said, no, but, you know, recruiting's not over. He said, well, Joe DiMaggio is up here. And I said, I'll, I'll be there. Be right and, there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget, you remember how wide his stance was in baseball? Same stance, real wide. And uh, he was just learning, and he played Army golf, left, right, left, right. He never he very seldom hit it in the fairway, but what a nice fellow he was. You sure you didn't play that one Ryan Madrano? <laughs> you know, it could have been. I don't know. <laughs> so, well, Justin, you, you, you may not remember me, and I, I don't think you will, but I was a student trainer for one of your teams in 97, and we still had Kamani and JoJo and all those guys. And uh, um, I used to, me and my other uh, buddy who was a student trainer, we used to carry your... Uh, Frozen quail or whatever you had shot with Tim Floyd out I'm there. I'm glad you said quail. Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> we, we used to carry igloos of uh, frozen bird through the airport to get it back to uh, Paso for Coach. Well, we don't. Um, <laughs> so, so it's a small city. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what do you shoot? Uh, I want to see how good Butch is. On a good day? Yeah, no, uh, average day. <laughs> on an average day, uh, well, almost about five handicap. Oh, you're pretty good then. You're better than that, but when nobody's talking in my backswing, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
Uh, it's I, I need to go put my boots on right now. It's getting kind of <laughs> thick in here. <laughs> he's not. He's not a five. Oh no, he's 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 a five. Well, you must be pretty good then. Well, I'm better you... better than him. <laughs> all right, I'll let y'all go. Ryan, hey, thank you a lot, call. Ryan. Okay, uh, bye-bye. see you, meet. Eight eight zero five seven six three eight eight zero K R O D our telephone number and uh, you guys having having some laughs right there. You've got a great relationship with with Ryan Madrano and uh, it's always important to uh, have that coaching staff you can rely on and I know he's always been there for you. You don't you don't make good friends too often and and I can honestly say Ryan is a is a good friend. Um, you know we do during the season especially we we do a lot together and even now yeah. you know. Uh, I, I am extremely fortunate that I, I have him with me as, as you know, my colleague because he he's an incredible man. Yes, Coach. When he said meet, well, I go, what is your favorite baseball movie? But. <laughs> you know, actually, I, I got to where I, I could watch – you know, Bull Durham's a, a good one. That's that, that whole thing. But yeah. quite honestly, for the for the, the love of the game, the catcher always called a pitcher. Hey, me, yeah. They're both Kevin Costner movies, as yeah. a matter of fact. But uh, for for the Who love the of the game. One? Oh, for the love of the game. Have you ever seen that one, Coach? That's when Costner plays a Detroit Tiger pitcher who uh, pitches a, a yeah. perfect game. But uh, my favorite was Bull Durham. That's a that's a great that, movie. That's, that's a great movie, and and. Uh, uh, <clears throat> It reminded me of a bunch of baseball players. It, it was uh, fairly I it, accurate. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. By the way, uh, since you are talking about your golf game a little bit and you don't want to go too much into what you shoot, I'm curious. During your playing days in the big leagues, you probably did a lot of golf when you had some extra time on your hands. Um, what's the most uh, most money you ever took from one of your teammates on the golf course? And who was, the, who was the easiest victim for you? The easiest victim, and I only got to play with him a couple times, was uh, actually Jose Canseco. Really? He, he, actually, he hated his money. He, he, <laughs> he, he tried to give it away. And uh, he actually still owes me, owes me some money. He, he filched on a, on a bet. And uh, I, don't, I don't quite remember, you know, dollar amounts. It, it, it was never. Never like a high-dollar Michael Jordan gambling. I never about. got. I never hey, made well, that much money. That's, I was <laughs> that's, that's right. Hey, Butch. Uh, um, how many days, like when you're in the majors, how often would you get to play golf? We would, uh, you know, with, with the exception of, of the day before and the day you would start, we, we would try to get out on the road, on road trips. Obviously, when we were at home with our families, we, you yeah. know, we didn't go out. But on road trips, um, we would try to get out almost every morning. We'd get in, get yeah. in off a charter at, uh, at 2.30 in the morning. We'd go to bed, get up at 4.30 and go golf get off the course at noon, sleep until the bus at, at 2.30, 3 o'clock, and, <laughs> and go to work. But uh, I, I'm better now than I ever was playing while I was playing. And huh. it just, I think it's just the, the progression of the game. But uh, uh, management don't like pitchers ever swimming, do they? Um, I've I, always heard that. I, I don't have a, a particular problem with, uh, with in fact, I, I think – a lot of a lot of rehabs for injuries and stuff. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Uh, I certainly we'll, we'll say a pitcher's going to pitch at night, oh, and no. he's not at some <laughs> swimming pool. No, you don't because it takes really takes energy. Yeah, yeah, the day the day you're throwing, the day you're working, you don't you don't want to be out by the pool. Yeah, that sounds like a definite uh, definite problem. Um, the Rockies and Red Sox are still alive in this postseason. You pitch for both teams. 
Um, nobody really is surprised about the Red Sox. They thought they'd have a good enough team to be uh, still alive in the postseason. How surprised are you that the Rockies are still there? Uh, you know what? I I like them. I, I think they're going to be a dark horse throughout this. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they beat the Diamondbacks. Um, you look at you look at who's on that team, and you, you kind of go, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've got a bunch of young kids. Uh, you know, I, I guess they're getting they're getting uh, what's his uh, Tavares back mm-hmm. for the for this series. Uh, you know, obviously Helton at first base is a mainstay. Um, you know, but but. I think they're they're just young and and wild and stupid enough not to be afraid and not to realize where they are and what they're doing and just go out and win. It's a fun team to watch, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Who's playing today? Rockies and D-backs. Rockies Game one. Rockies. Yeah. So. You mean we're doing this and we could be watching baseball? That's right. Damn. I know. Should have brought a TV for you. I hear you. Come on down, folks, and join us. We're going to come back, wrap up hour number one of the Don Haskins Show with Butch Henry as we continue from the State Line Restaurant, 1222 Sunland Park Drive, only on News Radio KROD. 100 News Radio KROD. the time as we continue on the Don Haskins Show from the State Line Restaurant. Uh, Don't forget, folks, you could win 350-yard line tickets. See the Miners in East Carolina. Those will be some very, very big tickets. That's going to be given away again for homecoming at the end of the show tonight. So come on down, sign up, and register to win. You very well could be on the 50, courtesy of the Don Haskins Show and News Radio KROD 600. As we continue our our time right now and our uh, conversation with El Paso and Diablo manager uh, Butch Henry on the program. You know, I'm wondering, there, were, uh, there was one player on this year's team that's from El Paso you had a chance to really work with and develop. And I wonder, now that you're getting comfortable and you just signed uh, um, an extension to manage the Diablos, and congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, you know, how many more El Pasoans could there be that uh, have either played pro ball or have played uh, community college ball that could find themselves uh, on your roster over the next couple of years? If, if they can help me win, then, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want people to have any illusions. If, uh, you know, if a guy can help me win, I've got a spot on the team for him. That's, that's the, the, the beauty of independent baseball is it's not about developing. We don't have to, we don't have to play the kid that got, you know, a four-year, $8 million signing bonus contract whatever you know i i play the players that help me win and uh you know the the gentleman you were talking about mike Cervetta, an eastwood graduate uh you know just absolutely had an incredible year for me uh yep. if you look at his numbers his numbers were were just unbelievable and uh you know he figures figures into my rotation this next year that's great so he he had an excellent year and that's i mean el paso juarez if if you can help me win, you know, we, we can find a place. I think we have great high school baseball here now, and it's getting better all the time. I agree. That, that team down at Socorro, boy, I'm telling you, he's had two or three uh, guys. Uh, 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 what was the uh, third baseman's name? Uh, From. Uh, so about, you're not. I was thinking of Omar Quintanilla, Quintanilla. but I'm not sure if that's who you're thinking of. Yes, I think it's Still playing, uh, actually, for the Colorado Rockies Rockies. in the playoffs. Oh, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. See, and that's one of the advantages, I think. You know, we had that pass caller. uh, Went to Texas. Right, exactly. When Kurt was talking about uh, Torrey, compared to uh, affiliated ball, you choose your players. 
And what a luxury that is. You are your own general manager, in a sense, and manager. So you pretty much, in independent baseball, don't have to rely on the organization sending you talent to develop. It's all up to you. It, it was a lot of fun, too. You know, and, and uh, before, before we ever got going, uh, you know, I sat down with uh, Matt LeBranch, my general manager, and, and expressed the things that I want and the, the, the needs. And, uh, you know, he, he went out. I, I, I made it a priority to not just go and get good ball players, but good people. Yeah. And, and it showed. You know, win, lose, you know, we get blown out a game. You still got nine-tenths of the entire team standing on the, on the, the fence line signing autographs after the game every night. Um, you know, it was, it was just a, an incredible bunch of guys. And now, Butch, in selecting these guys, did do you have a camp before season where they, so you get to look them over? I have uh, I have a about a about a ten day spring training window, okay. but the the majority of the kids that I signed, coach, were uh, were kids that I that I had some background on that I knew. Um, I do have two uh, free agent tryouts during the the course of the early spring where I have I have. People come in. We we advertise it, and people come in and, and show me if they can help. And uh, but the most of the kids I signed were uh, were going to be a part of the team. Can't thank you enough for uh, spending the first hour with us here at the State Line, Butch, and look forward to doing it again with you down the road. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Butch. Thanks, Coach. It's always a good pleasure. pleasure. Butch Henry joining us in hour number one. We're going to come back and uh, continue our conversation with UTEP Athletic Director Bob Stoll. We'll talk minor football. We'll be giving away those three tickets to see the Miners in East Carolina. So come on down and join us, folks. We're here on the patio at the State Line Restaurant. The Don Haskins Show continues on News Radio KROD.